The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Dave Well, another disappointing night for KC, which has been a pretty consistent theme over the last couple of weeks. Although we did have a break from it last night, that rough feeling returns tonight as the Royals manage just two runs and see Chris Young beginning to show signs of being a human, dropping the rubber game against Cleveland 6-2, rain-shortened style. As it's Dave glad you're along here on Clubhouse Conversation, your Thursday night edition of The Dish. And let's start with the Royals and their struggles as of late. 7 of 10 now that KC has lost. With an offense that continues to sputter. We've seen a couple of 2-1 to one losses in the stretch. We saw a game of the Royals give up 4 and lost. A 3 game in there. and I mean, so the Royals just aren't doing a lot offensively. Even getting the win last night in that tremendously well-played game, the offense was pretty darn good against Corey Kluber getting 4. But it's not like they mauled him. They did that, they, you know, but 4 runs in the innings was good last night, obviously. But my point being, the Royals' offense has not been what it's capable of, obviously, in the last two weeks. And give them credit on one regard tonight. They did draw five walks in the seven and a third offensive at bats slash innings they had. So five walks is good. That's very good. It's a good sign. There were some good at bats in there. I noted another professional bat, by the way, from Alex Rios. There was one a couple of nights ago I really enjoyed in the first game of the series. Just professional bats. I like that about him. But I mean, well, the, you know, I, I don't mean to complain here, but while they did get five walks, it could have easily been seven or eight. Trevor Bauer was not sharp, and I think a lot of that was by design. He wasn't going to pound the zone because he doesn't need to. The book is obviously out on Royals hitters, and if you're an above-average Major League starter, you're going to figure out a way to put the ball where you want to put it consistently, and the Royals are going to swing at it. Wildly aggressive again tonight, even with the five walks, and I know that's kind of ridiculous to say. Uh, I mean, but even if you want to argue with me and say, well, maybe it was only one or two walk difference tonight, whatever. The bottom line is the Royals are putting themselves in unfavorable situations, in unfavorable counts. There's a big difference between 3-1 and one and 2-2, two, two, between 2-1 and 1-2. So the Royals chasing out of the zone. Tonight it was Bauer doing a good job of working his fastball up in the zone, changing the eye levels, getting Casey to swing up there, and then we saw some filthy breaking pitches in the dirt. There was one to Alcides Escobar on the bat in particular where Rios had second base stolen but was thrown out when Escobar struck out on that pitch. So, I mean, so some of it's Bauer and some of it's these guys the Royals are facing. I mean, they're not again, they're not facing chump change throughout the last couple of weeks. They've, they've faced some really good pitchers. And Bauer is a really good pitcher. He's not quite to the premier level yet, but if his stats continue to hold up where they're at right now, he's going to enter that discussion going into next year. So he threw a good game, but the Royals just not getting it done offensively. Our player of the game tonight, Lorenzo Cain. That's about the only player that really did much. There was an awesome barehanded play by Alcides Escobar to throw out Mr. Bourne at first base. Nice scoop by Eric Cosmer. That's a top 10 play for the night and maybe top 10 in Escobar's real for the year. I mean, <laughs> that's one thing about this Royals team. Even when they lose just about every night. I, I, if you go back, I bet you about four out of five games this year, there's a, a near Sports Center top 10, if not one on there, that could be on there. And some of the times, I'm sure SportsCenter is leaving them off because they're on there so much that at some point you got to say, okay, we can't put the Royals on every night. But another terrific play. But, I mean, outside of that, the highlight of my night was obviously the home run by Lorenzo Cain. A two-run shot, straightaway center, a bomb off Trevor Bauer with two outs in the third. 
And that was the last true inning where the Royals had much of a chance to score runs. They got the two there after you know getting down four nothing there. So it's four to two. Eric Hosmer then reignites the rally. The two zero pitch, you know, the one zero pitch comes up and almost hits him in the head, making it two zero. Nice stare down between him and Bauer, who kind of looked down the rest of the bat and throughout the game didn't really want much to do with Hosmer. I wouldn't either. Hosmer's a big man, and I'm sure Bauer probably knew he was in the wrong as well. But Hosmer draws the walk, goes to third on a base hit by Kendrys. But then Alex Gordon grounds out to first baseman Carlos Santana, and that was all that she wrote, really, for the Royals offensively. Just not not a great night for him. Now, the good news about the offense, which we're going to get to here in about 90 seconds, is the fact that they have some pretty decent pitching matchups this weekend. A great chance to take two out of three, and the Royals need to take two out of three this weekend. They, I, I has, Nothing is a must-win in June, especially when you have a nice little... Uh, you know, the Royals still 9 over 500. They've got a nice little nest egg. They've got a nice savings account, if you will, if you want to equate it to real life. You know, you have a couple bad months, you need to dip into your savings account. Well, at least you have that. You don't want to do it forever, but you've got that. That's where the Royals are right now. They've dipped into their their well, their savings account, because of how hot they were. But they, they can't do it much longer. And they've got some tough games coming up. They're going to be on the road a lot. The next two road trips are both three-city road trips. So this is a time where you need, you need to win, you know, win a series this weekend. But first, Chris Young tonight. ERA balloons all the way up to 256. So, I mean, this is what we keep talking about here. We talk about sample size a lot. We talk about mean a lot. Where Chris Young's not going to have a 0.8 ERA and a 1.2 ERA. He's going to end up in the threes, maybe low fours, somewhere in the 3-4 range. So he's back to 256. So the good news is he's probably only due for one more rough start in the next four or five starts. He should get better. The mean says he will. Just like the mean also says Jeremy Guthrie will come back down. More on that later. Five innings, six runs for Chris Young. Allowed eight hits, four Ks, a couple of walks. Gave up a home run to who else? Brandon Moss. Thank God that guy's out of town now for a while. That two-run shot in the fifth inning, which blew the game wide open at that point. It was 2 nothing. That made it 4 nothing, and that was it after that. So just a rough night for the Royals. Put this game behind you and move on. You know, Chris Young wasn't good, but again, I'm not really concerned about it. Cleveland's a hot baseball team right now, and they can they can hit the ball. I still think it's going to be the Royals and Cleveland there at the end. Detroit's going to fade into the 500 team I predicted before the year, I believe. The White Sox may be a hair better than Detroit, and I don't. I still think Minnesota's going to fade into last. We'll see. So the Rangers come to town next, 27 and 26. They're playing as we are recording this against the White Sox down in Arlington. So good news is it's about 11 o'clock right now. The Rangers won't get into KC, depending how long that game goes till, till at least four or five in the morning, most likely. That's good news for the Royals. We'll be in their own beds and asleep by two o'clock tonight. But this won't be an easy series either. Texas is a 500 ball club. They're a solid baseball team. And you have that classic unknown in game one. Let's go through the matchup. Chi-Chi Gonzalez takes the hill tomorrow night for Texas against Edinson Volquez. Chi-Chi Gonzalez, the Royals and most teams seem to struggle the first time they see somebody. And this will be the first time they've ever seen Gonzalez. Just, just his second big league start tomorrow night. He's 1-0 with a 0 ERA. His first MLB start against the Red Sox was scoreless for five and two-thirds. Couple of hits, three Ks, five walks. There you go. Five walks. Wait this guy out. First time through, I want to see the Royals take some pitches. Work the pitch count. Didn't, didn't go real deep in that game. Walked a lot of guys. The Royals have been striking out a lot. You haven't seen him. Let's see some pitches. Draw some walks. I want to see a couple of walks first time through the order tomorrow night. Chichi Gonzalez against the Royals tomorrow night. 
against Edinson Volquez, who's four and one at home this year. Volquez on the year four and three with a two nine five, but two one nine at home. So even better at the K. Did face Texas one time back on May the twelfth, allowing four runs and six hits. Back on May the twelfth. So not a great start for Volquez in that one. Five innings. His last start against the Cubs could have been really good, but gave up that 3-0 home run to Sterling Castro to make it you know, the second and third runs there. Almost got through six innings of one-run ball, ended up being five and two-thirds, three runs on six hits against the Cubbies. Did strike out 9-1, to one, which was good, but Volquez hates the strikeouts, wants to go seven, eight innings, wants to be a bulldog, wants to take that to the next level, and oh boy, do the Royals desperately need innings. They got to win that game tomorrow night. Make no mistake about it. You got to win this series. Tomorrow night's a must-win. Well, again, again, okay, 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 okay. There's no must-wins. But in the grand scheme of this series, it's a must-win if you want to win two out of three, okay? <laughs> you get what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. There's literally no must-wins. But if you want to win this series, which you need to, you need to win tomorrow night because then you face a tough hombre in Wandy Rodriguez, the lefty, on Saturday afternoon against Jordano Ventura. Rodriguez, 2-2 two and two with the 3-5-5. Hasn't seen KC since 2012. Ventura is 3-4 with the 4-2-6. Now, Ventura has been – let's start with him. He's been doing really well. His last four outings, seven innings in each of them in his last four starts in fact 28 innings 10 runs 3570 ERA and 28 innings but here's the fact you know the stat that I like the most Ventura with 25 Ks on the 28 innings the Ventura we know and the, the successful Ventura is going to miss bats if he's not missing bats he's really relying on two and a half pitches if he's not missing bats he's getting hit hard most likely especially if he walks anybody so as long as Ventura is missing bats he'll be fine and he has been going seven strong innings, four starts in a row. So him on Saturday is a pretty good matchup against Texas. He's, he's been good. Uh, faced the Rangers back on May 13th. Wasn't great, but that was you know kind of bloated by the two home runs he allowed there. Seven innings and five runs on ten hits against the Rangers last month in Arlington. But like I said, two home runs. Did strike out six with two walks. So I like him coming up the seven strong innings. The no decision against the Cubbies, giving up one run on Sunday. Now... Rodriguez, though, like, like I said, tough hombre. Fits him well. Lefty, 3.06 ERA his last three games. Did not face the Royals last month. Like I said, it's been 2012 since I've seen him. Rodriguez overall has a 3.55 ERA. The bad news is he has a 2.03 away from Arlington, which is the, the launching pad. So the fact that he's got a 2.03 away from Arlington tells you, and knowing that he pitches there at that 3.55, tells you he's about a 3.0 pitcher. If he's pitching in a good pitcher's park like KC, for example. Although stats do bear that the Royals, the Coffin Stadium maybe isn't quite the pitcher's park that some people think it is. But that being said, it's obviously better to pitch here than it is down in Arlington. So game one, I think the Royals have to win that game. Game two to me is a toss-up. It's a toss-up. Rodriguez has the edge, obviously. But Ventura's been pitching really well. And the mean tells you he's going to get a win. The mean tells you he's going to beat Texas after struggling last month. Toss-up, though, on Saturday. So Sunday then becomes another game that is a toss-up game. That's why that game one, you got to win it. Because the next game two and three are both toss-up games. you got Colby Lewis, the right-hander, against Jeremy Guthrie, the right-hander. Lewis, who the Royals saw last month as well, 5-3 and three with the 4-4-8. Jay Guts, 4-3 and three with the 6-1-7. Now, Lewis, seven strong innings against the White Sox of two-run ball, which was two days ago. That was on Tuesday. The Royals faced him May 11th, and he shut him down. Seven innings, the Royals got just one run off of him on three hits. So Lewis has been better this year. He's always been injured throughout his career. Well, not always, but he's fought injuries throughout his career. He's healthy this year. 
If you're looking for good news, though, while Rodriguez, we just talked about, is much better away from Arlington, Lewis is actually worse. He has a 5-5-6 away from Arlington. So there you go. Some good news. And he shut down the Royals the last start. What do I all say? The mean. The Royals hopefully get him for some runs. Jeremy Guthrie, meanwhile, against Texas, was pretty good on May 14th, allowed just two runs, but only went five innings. And Jay Guts is known for giving you six and two-thirds, seven and a third, five and two-thirds, six innings. He's an innings guy, so you want to see more like six and six-plus with, with Jeremy. But, you know, if he held Texas to two runs again, I'll take it. So Jeremy was good against the Rangers his last start. And the other good news about Jeremy is in his career, he has faced a dozen MLB teams at least ten times. Guess who he has the best ERA against in his career? Texas. 3-4-1. And that's kind of grasping at straws because – I don't really buy that whole career stuff too much. I mean, there's some truth to it. There are some guys that certain teams just seem to own. But it, I don't know. For the most part, you know, different players, you know, every three or four years, most teams kind of turn over. Half the lineup or more turns over. So it's kind of tough to quantify that. But Guthrie has been good in the past against Texas, and I expect that he will be again on Sunday. So this weekend, I believe the Royals need to nearly have to win Friday night and find a way to at least split the final two. got to win this series. Otherwise, that savings account you have is starting to dwindle, and then we can start beginning to slightly be concerned. I'm not concerned yet at all. I'm still not. Very calm. Not concerned. My concern level on a scale of 1 to 10 right now is about a 3. Now, if we don't win this series this weekend, it elevates to about a 5. Bad road trip? Well, we're not going to talk about that. Let's, I, don't, I don't see that happening. I do think the Royals will win 2 out of 3 this weekend. I don't think they'll sweep. I do think they get the 2 out of 3. And we will talk to you again Saturday here on Clubhouse Conversation. We'll not be here tomorrow night. We'll be out partaking immediately after the game and some brews. So we'll talk to you again on Saturday here on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a great night and go Royals!